Welcome to this week's Recappers presented by Sports Pub, where we break down the most recent tournament, the bets we made, and the bets you should have made. As a reminder, please leave a review, give our show five stars, tell your mom about it. We would love any word of mouth we can get. Let's talk about this week's tournament, the AT&T Byron Nelson at TPC Craig Ranch outside Dallas. Uh, that's, that's a mouthful. But KH Lee blew away the field with an incredible Sunday. Came in at plus 15,000 odds. That's 150 to 1 for those of you out there who use the European-style betting. Uh, 80th career PGA start, first win. Big weekend for, for KH. Huge weekend. This is kind of cool, actually, to see him pull it off. And back-to-back Korean winners, is that correct? That is correct. Sung Kang won two years ago? Two years ago because last year was canceled from COVID. Yeah, so KH Lee... Maybe not the most popular winner. You know, I think some people would have loved to see some of the Texas boys pull it off there. Oh, yeah. We were talking about that going into the week. But The field was huge pro Spieth all weekend. Absolutely, and for good reason. Everyone loves Spieth, including me. Well documented. <laughs> but he, he pulled it off, and it, was, uh, it gets him into the PGA Championship this week. He wasn't qualified prior yeah. to that, so he gets the last spot into the PGA Championship. I was looking it up. He's never made a cut in a major championship. He's only played in, I think, two. So, um, And he's been a pro since, what, 2010? I think that's what I looked up this weekend. Yeah, he kind of, uh, he, not. I wouldn't say a journeyman. He's only 29 years old, but he worked his way out of Asia to the United States. He, he won twice, actually, in Japan, and then also has won twice in Korea. But, you know, made his way through the Corn Ferry Tour, did it for three years, uh, you know, his third year, finished fifth in the standings to earn his PGA Tour card, and I think it was, I guess, t- 2008 was the Corn Ferry year that he earned his card, so he's been on tour for a couple of years now and gets his first win. Pretty cool. It was, it was a pretty incredible weekend. It seemed like everybody around him was pulling for him, which is, is kind of fun to see a guy that's that well-liked. Yeah, they said it on the, the broadcast that, I guess, like, Dallas area is a pretty big Korean community, one of the larger Korean communities in the United States. And so you saw that. You saw they would, like, pan over when he was on 17, like, that par 3. I saw them pan over to the crowd, and there was a, a pretty big contingent of Korean uh, fans and maybe family members, friends, I don't know, but following him and, and watching him pull this thing off. And then you know, we saw KJ Choi. Right, who actually lives in the Dallas area. Exactly. So... KJ Choi is hanging out on 18, ready to congratulate him. You saw Sung Kang next to him as well, So and his wife, who was pregnant. So it, what, a, what a fun way to celebrate and do it in a city where you've got friends and family and a big Korean community. Yeah, I mean, going into this weekend, him at plus 15,000, I don't think he was on anybody's radar to win, but I guess he should have been, although he was just, he kind of came out of nowhere to shoot lights out in a pretty stacked field. Yeah, he's uh, he's kind of he's a little streaky. He misses cuts. He he's only had one other top five finish this year. It, the waste management. Yeah, where, where did he finish there? I think he finished. Oh, he finished second at the waste management. But he's missed like cuts. He he hasn't really had any other high finishes. But I do remember earlier in the year and doing my different modeling, seeing his name kind of pop up and. He was on our radar at different times for certain tournaments. I don't think either of us ever really placed any bets on him. Or I don't know if you maybe put him in a lineup at some point on your 
daily fantasy, but he's somebody that is, you know, I think he might have some staying power here. He's clearly he's able to win on tour and that's saying something. And the fact that we've seen his name pop up here and there, I think he's going to be around for a little while other than one caveat, which Which is he's going to have to do his two year. Oh yeah. (laughs) Mandatory military training for South Korea. It's, it's like a, a rule that they have to do the men. I don't know if it is for women. I don't know a lot about it, but I remember Sangmoon Bay. You probably heard that name from a few years ago. The right. guy was playing great golf, top fifty in the world, and then had to go to do his required two year training, and he had to basically just literally stop playing golf for two years. And now he's as he's making his way back. He's doing some stuff on the Corn Ferry Tour, I think now, and yeah. he's played all right. So. Do we know when that would happen? Because this gets him a two-year tour exemption. Like, I don't know. I again, I don't know a lot about it. I didn't have time this morning to kind of dig into it more. But dig I, into the legal, but you know, of South Korea. Sung JM's going to have to do it too. There were. I do think that I've heard that there are some exemptions. Like if they win, if they win a major, I think they actually get exempt. If they win a gold medal in the Olympics. I think that qualifies. There's a few other things, like specific to golf, that if they do these things, they get exempt. But winning on the PJ Tour is not one of that them. That puts even more on the line for Cage this week. Like, his wife's pregnant, and he's got two-year exemption. He's like, I got to win this week now. <laughs> no, it's crazy. <laughs> it's a lifestyle thing that we're not familiar with here in the United States. Have, like, mandatory military uh, service is not something we've seen for decades and decades back to the world wars you know where there, there were drafts and stuff um so it's unique and it's it's got to be challenging with a family uh, although i'm sure they get to be together during that training but i guess so it can't be easy when you're trying to establish establish your career as a professional golfer it's unreal yeah it's kind of have to take a two two week break in there that's, yeah that's rough two year yeah sorry two year nuts he um, uh they they Brought out a lot of fun things about him. This is why I think everybody was kind of rooting for him. Like, he started playing golf when he was 12, where most of these guys are country club brats from the age of, like, three and have instructors, which is pretty rare to see a guy start golf at the age of 12 and go pro at the age of 18. Wanted to become a professional singer. <laughs> Apparently he has a great voice. Yeah, he, he loves karaoke or something. Yeah, he didn't yeah. sing on the broadcast, but that was his original career choice. Mm-hmm. And he'd love to take a motorcycle around the world, which after, for me, like after I'm making this kind of money, I'm not getting on a donor cycle. That's not no, it. yeah, that's a one way to end your career very quickly. Right. End one, your life. Yeah, one one deer hops out in the road and you're not playing golf <laughs> you're anymore. Uh, uh, and that's not a two-year issue. That's a dead, that's a, dead yeah. issue. <laughs> but, yeah, he, I heard, too, that he, like, he, he was kind of a relatively modest upbringing. You're right. He wasn't, like, one of these guys that hung out at the country club and – had all the resources in the world. He's just a great talent. He's obviously got a skill set that was thankfully identified, and we've seen it come to fruition with a win on tour here. So I, I don't know. I think it's hard, you know, when you see kind of, you know, guys that we don't know a ton about. It's hard to root for them when you've got Spieth right, right there. You've got... Sam Burns, who's been playing great right there. Coming off a win. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, maybe not the most popular win, but I think it was pretty fun to see at the same time. I'm, I'm going to be rooting for him going forward. I really respected the fact he, rather than using the translator for the post-round interview, yeah. that he tried to take it on his own. 
and he said he's going to keep working on his English yep. for as a, as a business person, right? If I take my talents to France, I want to be fluent in French in six months, mm-hmm. right? Like that's going to make me a better business person. I respect these guys who come from Asia or Europe and learn the English language to help grow their brand here. Yeah, it, it definitely goes a long way because people seeing him do the interview in English probably as Americans were, you know, very patriotic. Uh, they probably, like, I, I respected it too. I thought it was really cool. It was hard for him, clearly. You know, I think him winning the tournament was easier than the interview after in some sense. Yeah. But, but he did a great job. Like, he answered he questions, did. and he struggled through it and bumbled it a little bit, but he, it was awesome to see, and I'm sure he's just going to keep getting better. Oh, yeah. Very fun. What would you think of the course this week? It was the first time we played here. Uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, didn't love it. Really? Why? <laughs> I mean, it was just boring. Like, the course is set up for, it's wide open. I mean. It is pretty wide open. You can't, it, there There was really very little that could go wrong, you know, off the tee. It just was too easy. I don't know. It was kind of boring. You know, it's kind of going to be a little bit polarizing compared to what we're going to see this this current week. Absolutely. At Kiowa. Um, so maybe it's nice to have like one tournament where the guy wins at 25 under and then we go to the next week and it's going to be not 25 under. We don't know what it's going to be. It's going to be tough. Uh, but I don't know, man. It, it we you I know you love that zoysia grass that they have I do. in the fairways there being from the Midwest. It helped with the rain, with. though. I mean, they got a lot of rain. That zoysia grass kept it from being just absolute mud balls all day. It was kind of gross, though. I mean, it I, was. did you see the... Did you see the mud on the side of the seventeenth yeah. hole, like where the carts had gone by? People had trampled over it. It was there was a lot of water out there, and they got a ton of rain. I mean, it was like they said, like two inches, like like that. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think? The course. I like. I we've kind of talked about this before. I like to see the guys go low, but to your point, there optically from a television standpoint, there wasn't much to marvel at. The creeks weren't that dominant like you saw last week where it's running up 18 and you're constantly it's constantly in your view. It was just a quick cross most of the time going back and forth to where from a television standpoint it just it didn't blow me away. Right. Not a lot of things that could challenge the golfer. So the ending was a little bit boring where you have this pretty short par 5 and it's like He's got a three-shot lead, and he hits it on the green. I mean, it's... Yeah, but if he had a one-shot lead, that would have been awesome because then you've got Burns coming up there trying to eagle, maybe go for it in two. So I kind of like that. I like the low scoring at the end, but it was Mm -hmm. just, from a visual standpoint, it just looked more like guys in a driving range. And, you know, probably one thing you could think about is this time of year, the wind isn't a huge factor, like where uh, maybe later in the summer or midsummer it'll pick up more. That course, I think, is built more for wide open, wind picks up. The wind is the defense of the golf course, right. and we didn't see that this week. Yeah. It was scorable. It was soft. Play Ball in hand on zoysia grass. Like, the guys can just throw darts all right. day. So that's what that and the score showed for that. So, I don't know. I, it wasn't my favorite week. Let's talk about uh, some of the other guys in the field. Sam Burns, who coming off a win, was at plus 3,300, which is pretty high odds for him. In my opinion, mm-hmm. he led after the second and third round. Now he's up to three top threes this year, including the win we just talked about. Mm-hmm. He's playing great golf. He's playing some great golf right now. Yeah. I mean, I think that win has given him some massive confidence. And I don't think, I don't view him not winning this week as, a, you know, like he had the lead two rounds. I don't think he. 
gave it away at all. I mean, he shot 70, didn't have his A game, obviously, on Sunday, but it wasn't like he blew up and shot 75 on a really easy golf course. Uh, I mean, the guy's playing great golf. He's one of the hottest players on tour right now coming into the PGA, so might be somebody to look at. Yeah, we'll talk about him in a little bit when we talk about the PGA. Your boy Jordan at plus 1,100. I love how Jordan played. He did everything he needed to do this week, which means he didn't win like he did. <laughs> like he did the week before the Masters and screwed me out of my winner bet, winner ticket. I had him at the Masters. I think that I think that he got a lot out of this week as far as like building some additional confidence, working on a few things, and he's going to be ready to go. Um I think the crowd there would have loved him to win. There oh, yeah. Was, I mean, the people rooting for him out there were, were do you great. Do you have a ticket on him this week at the PGA? I'm not not yet. Not yet. Still thinking about it. Okay. Um, of course, I bet if I don't have one, he'll probably win it. One guy the coaches had, both coaches had him in, in picks of <clears throat> some sort or another, is Charles Schwartzel. Yeah. He was at plus 5,500 to win. Took third place. He's made his last seven cuts, including second at the Zurich. And tie for 14th last week. He is playing hot right now. Yeah, this guy's an elite ball striker, like, throughout his career. Right. You know, we haven't seen him around the leaderboards in the last couple years. Uh, but, you know, second at Zurich in that partner event. So it's kind of like, okay, is that really – is it Charles or was it Louis that was really carrying that team? And I kind of think it was Charles. Probably was Charles. Now that we're looking at his track record here the last few weeks and then tied for 14th at Wells Fargo in a very hard golf course. Pretty long, too, which, I mean, Charles may not be the longest guy, but you get him in the fairway with an iron in his hands and he is a – ball striking machine if i'm not mistaken he's still top 30 in driving distance when i was looking it up this weekend yeah so i mean i think he still averages right around 300 or a little little better that makes it even more interesting this week for me because i i really like him i think the biggest challenge with him is the putting you saw that have you seen that goofy putter i mean what do you have how bad do you have to be at putting to go to something like what what I saw him using the last few weeks. It's weird. I mean, next week he might use the Happy Gilmore <laughs> hockey stick. Like, that's that's the way he's trending right now. But, he, I, I mean, I guess I haven't looked at the stats, but he has to be putting pretty well with that thing, even with how weird it looks. And if, it, if that's the only thing that can get him, you know, putting decently, then I guess I guess he'll stick with it. For those of you that didn't see it, go take a look. It's The, the shaft is centered in the back of a <laughs> mallet. I mean, it's... It's the weirdest looking thing I've seen outside of the of the hockey stick. I feel like I would shank it. Like I don't know oh, if yeah. people have ever shanked a putt. It's really probably really hard to do, but I, I if you're going to find a way to do it, that putter might be the one to do it with. I want to talk about the other guys that round out. Kazire Berger, who was plus eighteen hundred, Stallings. Kazire and Stallings both plus fifteen thousand, so one hundred fifty to one. They rounded out the the top guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Kazire had a great Sunday. Right. Yeah. So you've got KH, Kazire, and Stallings all plus, all basically 150 to one, all near the top. Mm-hmm. This, folks, is why we don't put our paychecks on betting winners. Because the guys who all finished at the top were all super long shots for the most part, outside of maybe Spieth, who finished top 10, and Burns, who was at plus 3,300. These, these guys all were huge long shots to win outside of a couple, and they were all up there at the top. I think that kind of further cements my lack of interest in this tournament. I mean, 
I like to bet when I feel like I've got a good edge or I've got a good Absolutely. feeling about it. You know, and from a betting perspective, I'll get to this in a sec, but I was kind of dormant again this week. You've got that, plus you've got a brand new course. Yeah. So you can't ride the horse for the course bets. Nope. You've got no history here. So it, you from can a betting only ride hot guys. You have to ride the hot guy. I mean, that's what I'm going to do this week again because we haven't seen Kiowa basically in 10 years. But I would argue that, like, Kiowa, we can at least get a better sense. Like, there's more information that we know. Agreed. Like, this this Craig Ranch place, man, like, it was just a birdie fest. So you have no clue. At least with Kiowa, we're going to be able to say, okay, we know it's really long. You know you're going to – it's a Pete Dye golf course, so you have that – you can kind of glean some information off of Pete Dye courses and people that play well there. There are some characteristics about it that will help us a little more than this wide-open field that TPC Craig Right, Ranch but was. my point is, is folks should never bet – put the majority of their money on winner bets. Yeah. It's just too stinking hard to predict. Yep, I agree. I like the top 20s, maybe a top five if you're feeling a guy like Spieth. But the matchups are where it's at. Oh, really. big time. You get kind of – and what I like to do is every week I've got kind of a list of guys that I think are going to be good picks. And I don't – that doesn't mean they're going to win necessarily. That doesn't mean – you know, I guess you could say they're like my top 10 or top 20 guys going into that week. Does that mean I bet top 10 bets or top 20 bets on them? Maybe. Not usually. I might pick a couple of them, and I might throw like a few bucks on a winner bet. We'll sprinkle. But most of what I do is look at those 20 guys, look at what the book can offer me for matchups against those 20 guys, find odds that I like, and then I make some bets off of that. And I think that's kind of – that's the best way for you to make money in the sport in the golf betting space. Absolutely. Let's, uh, last, let's talk about the favorites that, uh, rode the struggle bus this week. Bryson and John Rahm both finished outside the top 30. Yeah. Both came in heavy, heavy favorites. This is why you don't bet winners. Yeah, no, exactly. They were plus 800 coming in. That would be a terrible bet to take. Horrible. It's not good odds. It sounds good if you're not familiar with golf betting because it's like, Oh, I can, I can get eight to one on my five or ten dollar bet. Yeah, that, like, yeah, that's great, great opportunity there. It's not. No, it's not good. Um, that means they were, yeah, very clearly heavily favored. Both of them hit the ball a long way, with accuracy not being an issue. The idea is they've probably got wedges into these easy holes, and um, they probably, you know, again, didn't dig into the data on this one, but I'm guessing. Ball striking and putting wasn't, wasn't there. Bryson was striping the ball on Thursday and Friday because I watched him a lot. Couldn't hit an iron to the green to save his life. He yep. missed every stinking green that I watched. Yep. That's not going to play well for him coming up this week at Kiowa if he doesn't get that fixed. Yeah, I think he can actually – this sound. This might sound crazy. I think in some sense he'll – he could get away with it more at Kiowa than at TPC. Why is that? Because if – if he's not hitting greens and not making putts on a tournament where you have to shoot 25 under to win, you're going to be toast. But in a tournament that's coming up here, it's not going to be 25 under. Oh, no. It's going to be – we don't know what it's going to be. But Maybe I'm, four under. Yeah, it could be – it's probably more than likely less than 10 under is going to win. Absolutely. This, right? So if everybody's going to be missing greens, it's going to be about missing in the right places, getting up and down, making those par putts. And I think that – Bryson will be able to kind of do that better in comparison with the 
25. I don't know how to say it, but... I know what you mean. You understand where I'm going with that? He can make pars easier than a lot of these guys can on these tougher holes. Correct. But he couldn't make birdies when his irons are off. There you have it. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Your boy Kepka, <laughs> Muscles Kepka, in his uh, Michelob Ultra, <laughs> as he was sipping it all weekend, because he missed the cut. At home. He was sipping it at home. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, man. This guy... Do you feel like... I, I've got mixed thoughts on this. Like, he... Still, clearly, has something going on with his knee. Yes. So why is he out here? I mean, I, basically, he was trying to test it out to see how it's going to go for the PG. Get get back into, quote, golf shape, right? Yeah. Um, get no, used to walking a course, playing the tournament. He just doesn't look like he's got it. But no. he loves that. This is where the guy thrives. We're going into a PGA Championship. How many has he won? Tw- two of those? Yes. Won two PGA championships, I think, and no one's going to be talking about him. In fact, everybody's going to be writing him off. I feel like how do you feel both about him? the years he won? The best guys were all struggling. He won whenever Rory wasn't at the top of his game. He won whenever Spieth wasn't at the top of his game. The only guy that was really excelling at that point was Sniffy Johnson and uh, JT. Like right. Outside of that, the best guys were all going through slumps when he won. I don't think he has a shot this week. I don't either. I, I mean, I kind of want to argue against you, but I just don't see it. I hope that doesn't come back to bite us because this guy seems to always find a way when it's the, quote, odds are stacked against him or he gets this chip on his shoulder because people are writing him off. Even though he's the like a a favorite coming in he still finds a way to make himself not the favorite because he's plus four thousand this week coming into into kiowa there's two ways to bet this you can either put a little pizza money on it and then if he wins even though we hate him you still win some money Mm. or you don't bet anything on him and you get to root against him which is about just as much fun for me as having guys root for and guys to root against so if you have, if I ask you right now, twenty bucks, make or miss the cut, where are you putting your money for Brooks? Yeah, wow. I'm gonna go make the cut, and here's why. There's twenty PGA Tour pros, not P- PGA Tour, club PGA, pros, yeah. playing in this tournament. It's a kind of archaic way to get <laughs> them involved, which I respect the thought, but that's immediately twenty people he's gonna beat because Bryson on a bum leg can beat. 20 club bros. So that immediately puts him closer to the cut line with those guys. The only one that I think can compete is Omar Uresti just because he plays on tour every now and then. But outside of that, I think he makes the cut just because there's so many guys in this field that don't have a chance at winning. Do I have him in top 20? Not a chance. I t- I'll, I'll take the opposite bet on that. I'm going to say he misses the cut. Okay. Oh, well, I owe you five bucks this week because I picked Bryson and you picked Spieth. So... <laughs> Speed finished ahead of Bryson, so I owe you a five dollar scratch. Yeah, well, I was more on the line of like he's going to win, so yeah, it doesn't I'll matter. I'll take the five bucks if I'll you want to five dollar scratcher. Uh, let's, but uh, let's we uh, clearly we're excited about the PGA oh, yeah. Championship, but we got to just say one more thing about this past week. Sure, let's talk about our bets. I took the week off again. This is two weeks in a row. The week before, I was just slammed and didn't feel like I was fully educated. This week. I had the time. I was interested in, you know, trying to figure it out. I just didn't feel good about it, so I stayed on the bench again. I don't want to put my money in places that I don't feel very comfortable. 
and I don't think people should either. It kind of shows you. Like, we are a sports, a golf betting company. Does that mean we need to bet every week? No. Maybe. No. But no. The answer is actually no. I I paid attention to it. I looked at the lines. I just I didn't find anything I liked. The only thing I have, and I mentioned this last week, is I did have I still have a bet on the table. It's Rory to win at the PGA at plus fifteen hundred. He's at plus one thousand now, so yeah. you got him at good odds. Yeah. I did DraftKings like I usually do. Fantasy. DraftKings fantasy, yeah. Um again, second week in a row, I got hosed by the cut line moving at the last minute. I had I would have had all six of my guys make the cut and it moved from minus five to minus six. And I was it, it knocked two of my guys out that I finished just outside the money again, even despite having two guys miss the cut. So that was it was brutal to watch. If uh Scheffler could have had a little better Sunday, I would have actually ended up in the money in all three of mine. Let's so did you win in any of them? No. Oh man. No, second it's week in a row I got skunked. So I didn't bet for two weeks. You bet your two weeks that you missed. I know. I put you tw- were on a heater before that. I was. I put 25 bucks in to DraftKings probably about a year and a half ago, and I built it up quite a bit in the last couple of weeks, put a little dent in my uh, my bankroll. Mm-hmm. So he, let's, let's, let's talk him. about Kiel. I think both of us are as psyched about this as we have been anything since the Masters. Mm-hmm. It's the ocean course. It's Pete Dye design. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. 7,800 yards. Wow. For those of you who want to learn a lot about what's coming up this week, you should watch the on YouTube the coach and Travis interview Paul Tesori about this course. Uh, PGA Tour caddy knows it in and out. If you want to get ahead in your bets and learn more, watch the show because it'll help you make your picks better and steer away from guys you might have bet to win because they're great in majors, but this course isn't a good setup for them. And Paul explains that pretty well. Yeah, Paul's Webb Simpson's caddy. It was cool. He even pulled out his 2012 yardage book. He was already doing his work, you know, hard work last week because Webb didn't play last week or, yeah, didn't yeah. play it um, down in Dallas. And so Paul's been at home preparing, getting ready for this big major, and he has notes from 2012. It's a, it, was, it was a great interview, by the way. you got to watch it. And uh, a lot of awesome insight from Coach Travis and Paul. And they're going to have another show. Tonight, uh, tomorrow night, our yeah. normally scheduled where the picks coaches and make their show. picks. So yeah. we get two shows. We mentioned that last week. So, but I think the the preview show that, that's out there on YouTube right now, <laughs> can't miss. You can't one. miss it if you're going to bet this weekend because yeah. there's going to be information you're not going to get anywhere else. The favorite right now is Rory. He's at plus eleven hundred to win to plus a thousand, depending on which sports book you mm-hmm. use. I'm going to go through the other odds just mm-hmm. so people know kind of how that breaks out. If he's plus, say plus a thousand to win. He's plus 250 to top five, plus 138 to top 10, and minus 137 to top 20. That's kind of how that breaks down when you're looking at the bets mm-hmm. as far as the odds you're going to get from winner to top 20. Mm-hmm. I like all those. I like all those bets. I don't like the top 20 at all, obviously. I, I mean. You don't think Rory's – I mean, I think Rory not top 20 this week – it's not terrible because honestly, you're you're laying thirty seven cents on the dollar there. That's I guess that's not terrible. I just don't like negative, negative odds, odds other than on matchup bets. So it's one on one. That's one on. Right. That's you know that's not one on one there. No, and not only is Rory coming off a big week, he also won this back in twenty twelve by eight strokes at Kiowa. Mm-hmm. Eight strokes. You talk about horse for the course. I mean, he looked like he was 15 years old when you look back at those videos. He's coming in stronger. 
He's coming in more experienced and fearless. Yeah, and this is all he cares about, right? He's said it. Like his, you know, they were talking about the PGL a few years, a few weeks ago, that like Super League or whatever that they want to start, and there's rumors about it. And Rory's like, I'm not interested. I want to secure, I want major championships. At this point, it's not about money, it's about cementing his status in the game of golf. And he's he does care a lot about doing it again this week, winning it again at Kiowa. And if you would have asked me three or four weeks ago if I would have put money on Rory to win this thing, well, I might have. But now I feel a lot better <laughs> about it because, because, you know, I bet on Rory all the time. And, uh, yeah, no, the fact that he won at Wells Fargo two weeks ago. Changed he's everything. coming in hot, dude. Like, this is... He he went from not being a fa- like he is, of course he's going to be a favorite but now he is the favorite and if he had not won or even if he finished outside the top five in that tournament there's no way I would touch this bet with your money not a lo- not not to mention my money having seen him win now coming into this changes literally everything just in a matter of a couple weeks yeah and on a long golf course and we'll get into some of the other players here on a long golf course that puts a pretty big premium on getting that ball down the fairway. The top odds guys are all, like, they're the big names in golf, but they all just happen all to be long, long drivers of the golf ball. Right. Actually, but, I noticed the guy that I had in my fantasy this week, Wyndham Clark, is second on the tour in driving distance but didn't make the PGA Championship. Mm. Like, that's... It's because Omar Uresti took that Yeah, that's exactly why. Uh, the other guys, Rom's at plus 1,400. Bryson's at plus 1,500. I don't like either of those bets this week. Yeah, based off them this past week, I don't know. I don't like coming in cold to a really tough course. Yeah. I mean, like you talked about, Bryson has a better chance just because of his exceptional distance. But uh, the other guys that are some of your favorites, Spieth and Thomas at plus 1,400. Mm-hmm. It's not too bad. It's interesting, maybe top 20 bets. I feel like Thomas, I would take, I might actually take Thomas over Spieth at that. If I would agree. You know, just the, his ability to drive the golf ball. I can't believe long. you said that. Yeah, I don't know. I like both of them. DJ a plus 1,700 if he doesn't withdraw. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's a 50. Honestly, I mean this from the bottom of my heart, not just in my usual sarcasm. There's no way I place a bet on him this week, not only because he's playing like hot garbage and because his odds are poor. There's literally a chance he's going to withdraw, and that's money you could have bet on somebody that actually will show up. I think his withdraws have been a load of BS. He's done it three times, like as of late, like where he's like, right. "Oh, I'm going to play the tournament." He even did it like when he missed the cut at the Dell Technologies. Mm-hmm. He was going to play the next week. He missed the cut. He wasn't planning to play the next week, and he's like, "Oh, I want to play because I want to tune my game up." And then the next day he backs out. So he's like, he's toy- claiming knee injury while posting videos doing stuff that you should never do with a knee injury. Like he has zero idea what his persona is becoming amongst golf fans. It's stupid. Think about the sponsors of, you know, the AT and T Byron Nelson, where he's committed to play and then he backs out, right, like, just out of nowhere. Yeah, because he has a knee injury and then does backflips off a boat. Yeah, I think he might have more of a nose injury than a knee injury. <laughs> um, Xander at plus 2,000, Victor at plus 2,200. Kyle Morikawa, is he the reigning champ? Yeah, TPC Harding Park last fall. 
He's a guy to watch because he's different, a good ball striker. Completely different golf course. It is, but he can. He's a good ball striker, so I kind of like him. Berger at plus three thousand, who played really well this week. He can hit the ball long. I would take Berger over Morikawa. I would too. I would take the next guy over both of them. Yep. Burns is sitting out there, depending what book you're at, at plus four thousand to plus sixty six hundred at a few books right now. Winner, second place in the last few weeks, hits the ball a mile playing as well as he has his entire life, those odds, that's where you put the pizza money, in, in my opinion. It's ride the hot guy. But yeah. You don't want to get the burns, though. Yeah, you don't want to get the burns when riding the hot guy, <laughs> yeah. but if I'm riding the hot guy, there's nobody hotter than burns right now. That yeah. dude is just on fire. We mentioned Kepka earlier, plus 4,000. I wouldn't touch that bet either. I kind of put him in the DJ category where they're just not safe, safe to look at right now. Mm-hmm. I would stay away from both of them. Uh, do you have any long shots? Yeah, I mean, I actually, I kind of like Charles Schwartzel. That's a great pick. Yeah. I mean, he's, like we just said, he's been playing well. I don't like him to win. No. Not, you know, but I think he'd top 20. I'm going to have to look up what the odds are on a top 20 for Charles, but I might throw some money on that one. What about you? Uh, what's Charles sitting at right now? I think it was like... We just looked probably this around, up and I forgot. It was plus 4,000 oh. is what it was. Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. So, it means maybe top not. 20 is probably plus about 200 maybe, 180. Yeah. So, you're going to get plus odds on the top 20. I like that. I like that bet. Uh, my really long shot to win, like less than pizza money, is uh, Joaquin Neiman, who's mm-hmm. done well in majors recently. He's eighth on tour in driving distance. So, that that does not hurt him this week at all. He knows how to win under pressure, and he's a guy nobody is probably talking about. Like him and a top 20 bet that I'm liking is Sergio. He's at plus 10,000 to win, which probably puts him at about plus 280 to top 20. I love that. I mean, this course seems to set up well for him. Where do you think Sergio is in driving distance on the tour at nearly 40 years old? I would a, guess just like a 50th. Guy. Like I know he's, he's pretty long, maybe 50th. 15th. 15th on the tour and like with all these 22 year olds that drink creatine every meal sergio's out there pounding it past him gets a lot of lag in that driver swing and he hits these bullets yeah they run forever which i know you're gonna say yeah we talked about the wind is gonna be the deciding factor this week which is another reason i pick sergio i think the europeans are guys that i'm gonna look at on the outside just because they play in the wind better than most americans typically it's it's built for him. That low stinger into the wind, he can let it run if it doesn't rain. Like that's it sets up well for him. If the short game in putting holds up, then I agree with you. If not, miscut. I agree. All right, talk about the coaches show. Okay, so yeah. We had the last week we on Friday we put out the special edition PGA championship preview. Must watch. Must watch Paul Tesori. Great interview. That show is like an hour long. There's a lot of great content in there. It's longer than normal, but I'm telling you, it's worth your time. But we have Tuesday, tomorrow night, 8 p.m. We do it every week. Cash out with the coaches, with Travis and Coach. Going to be a great episode. They're, they didn't get into their their normal betting picks that they right. do last week on that pre- special show. This week, they're going to do what they do every week, where they give you matchup bets, top tens, wild card and who they pick as their one tournament winner so you don't want to miss that one 
I think it's going to be one of our most viewed shows of the year. I, I, it should be because this is this week is going to be fun. If you guys have plans this weekend, cancel them because you should be watching this tournament. It's going to be worth it at one of the most beautiful courses on the planet. Mm-hmm. Anything else, KJ? I think that's it. Awesome. Yeah. Well, you all have a great week. Hit them straight. See ya.